This podcast is brought to you by MonthlyChallenge.fit. It's like Weight Watchers better help and the biggest loser had a baby. Check it out, MonthlyChallenge.fit. Today on the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, 21 Proven Ways to Lose Weight. Welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, where we take a no-nonsense approach to weight loss. We left our excuses in the past, and we've forgiven ourselves for abusing the gift that is our bodies. From this point forward, our health is more important. We will stay focused. We will stay determined. We will sacrifice now knowing that it's not going to be easy so that we can live a better tomorrow. We understand that weight loss is a marathon, not a sprint. It's about making lifestyle changes and that the only person who can stop you is you. You know where you are now and you know where you want to be. The new you begins today. Let's go. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it. Thin. I want to try it. Thin. But I can't buy it. Guess I'll have to just to die it. Thin. Not till you lie. Thin. I won't qualify. Thin. But I realize. I guess I'll have to Hey, welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Jackson from the school of podcasting.com. If you're new to the show, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a trainer, just a person like you trying to lose some weight. And uh, where did my phone go? And as I pull up my phone, I am down 1.1 pounds. Uh, since uh, last week, so that's good news. How am I doing that? The same way I've always done it. Uh, I really, if you're a regular listener of the show, I've really been watching what I eat. I've been getting more sleep because I'm trying to avoid getting a cold, uh, getting plenty of water, and I've been doing, I mentioned in the last episode, I've been using that that app of seven minutes of exercise because it's really nasty here in Ohio at this point. It's in the winter. And so I'm exercising inside. So I'm happy with that. And uh, I was driving around and uh, somebody had the awesome idea of let's grab two big giant stones and put them in the middle of the road. So I swerved to miss one, missed it, but my back tire caught it, took out my rim and my tire. Luckily, I was about six blocks from a tire place. And while I'm letting them fix my tire. I was reading the Dr. Oz magazine in their lobby um, called The Good Life. And it's interesting. It's been a long time since I've looked at a magazine because like 80% of it is just ads for stuff. But I did find this article, thought I would share with it, uh, share the article with you. And also, speaking of advertisements, have you noticed that most of the advertisements are for drugs? Like some sort of bezanopoline that if you just take it will cure everything that ever, ever ails you. And then they have like 45 minutes of after effects. And then uh, the next commercial that comes on is a lawyer wanting to know if you've ever taken that drug because there's a class action suit and they're going to sue them. I just happen to notice that. I'm like, that's it. It's like it's beer, drugs, and lawyers. But anyway, let's go to... uh Number one, uh, forecast your meals. 
And a lot of this, as I read this, was like, you know what? This is kind of like stuff we've mentioned over the uh, years of doing the show, but it's good to come back to the basics. But what you want to do is not have that thing where, oh, what's for lunch? Hmm, what's for dinner? If you map this out, we talked about this a couple episodes ago, having goals for each uh, meal, then you're good to go. Because what happens is when there's nothing set, if you don't have a plan, if you don't have the ingredients to do whatever you're going to do, what do you do? You go for the cheap, fast stuff, and usually that's not healthy. In fact, the best thing to do, we'll talk about that, is not even have that in your house. Number two, rein in your sweet tooth. The average American consumes about 100 pounds of sugar a year. We're going to talk about sugar a little later. I have a little follow-up on what I discovered last week. But, uh, you know, the people in the weight control, um, you know, that, that actually lose weight, they talk about checking out food labels and cutting back on sugar. And number three, again, this is shocking. Once a day, eat a salad. That's what they say, because it turns out that there's almost no calories in lettuce. And this is where you got to be careful, because some salads are like, all right, I'll put in lettuce, then I'll put in a mountain of cheese, and oh yeah, I'll throw in some meat, and then I'll drench it in a gallon of, you know, ranch dressing, and suddenly that salad isn't very healthy. Uh, Number four, sit down when you eat. It says you gobble down less without even trying. People eat five times more when they're not... uh, when they're not standing or on the go, sitting leans to mindful eating. In other words, you notice that you're, you're full. Number five, find a buddy to work out. You've heard this one a million times, and I'm going to grab my phone because I mentioned uh, in the last episode that uh, there's that cool app called Habit Share, and lo and behold, uh, none other than PJ is now my friend and can see that uh, I pretty much, last week, if I look at my stuff here, um, I met my calorie goal almost every day but Saturday. Uh, I didn't do my affirmations as much as I wanted to. I'm about uh, four out of seven, but I was up on the exercise pretty good. So that helps having a workout buddy. Uh, If you want to check that out, uh, Habit Share is the uh, app, works on... uh, iOS or Android, and you can find me logicalloss at gmail.com. Number six, get to bed at a decent hour. I can tell you, you know, I just said Saturday, I didn't meet, meet my goal. You know why? I didn't go to bed. I didn't go to bed. So what did I do? I looked over and I had a packet of hundred calorie almonds. And uh, the first one was so good. I had a second one. Yeah. Pretty stupid. If I had gone to bed, I would have met my calorie goal. So Sleep is just so important. It really just is. And it says uh, here, um, a study at the Northwestern Medicine found that night owls are early, uh, eat nearly 250 more calories, um, mostly at dinner and later in the uh, evening than those who turned in uh, earlier, resulting in a gain of two pounds a month. That's a lot of weight. That's pretty extreme. Number seven, this is so easier said than done. Exercise even when you don't feel like it. I did that last night. Wasn't really crazy about it. Started up the app. Was cussing at the app. 
when they'd be like, do this. And I'm like, oh, burn in hell. Number eight, hop on the scale once a week. We actually had some feedback. Let me uh, let me play that for you real quick. Hi, Dave. I just want to tell you how much I enjoy your podcasts, and I'm new to your uh, find there, and I'm going back to earlier ones and have really enjoyed the connection. Listen, I'm wondering if you've ever done a podcast on the addiction of weighing in all the time. I will get on the scale of after a day of behaving myself and get on five or six times to get the most accurate, the most um, reassuring number I can get that I'm I'm doing all the right things. So if you could address about weighing, that would be super. Thanks. Thank you. You can find that number at LogicalLoss.com. That's our website. Click on the contact button. And this says uh, it's a habit that 75% of the people that were losing weight here um, do this once a week. Why? Because it keeps them accountable and on top of their progress. Uh, in fact, it says a recent study found that dieters who frequently step on the scale lost more weight than those who check their uh, weight um, less often. And those who let more than seven days pass between weigh-ins actually risked gaining weight. It says use the scale to catch slips and get back on track. The thing you have to keep in mind because I weigh myself once a day. Some people go, that's too too much. And you have to realize your weight, especially those that are female, is going to fluctuate naturally. You could eat perfectly and do everything right, and your weight is going to go up and down. That is just nature taking its course. Now, for me, I have always said I don't mind weighing myself because to me, seven days is too much. Because you can do a lot of damage in seven days. So to me, I like to step on the scale, but I always have the attitude of uh, kind of if it goes down, great. If it goes up a little, it may be one of those days where your weight is fluctuating. But I, for me, like this week, it went down probably three or four days. And we're talking like 0.23. And I'm using the... um Oh, why? Oh, why thing scale. And I can tell you that I can step on that thing three times in 10 minutes and get a slightly different weight. And so to me, that's when that turns into a, when we're talking like 0.0, you know, 0.04 part of my, no, that's now you're wasting your time. And to me, it's always, it reminds me when I was a teacher, I'm still a teacher in a way. But you would have your students fill out a uh, a form, you know, saying how you did. And I worked with a guy who used to really, like, just sweat bullets waiting for these results to come in. And his name was Howard. And I would go, Howard, what's you doing? He's like, I'm waiting for the results. And I'm like, can I ask you a question, Howard? He's like, what? I go, would you do anything different in your class? If somebody said this was the worst class ever, is there something you would do differently? And he's like, well, no, I did the best I could. I go, then really, is that, is there anything else you can ask? So just realize stepping on the scale, um, don't let the scale manipulate your mood. You know, look at, did you exercise? Did you drink your water? Did you get some good sleep? Did you get some exercise? Let that 
be what makes you feel good. And if you do those things, then the scale is going to take care of itself. You know, so, I mean, I had one this week, I had two days this week where it didn't move, you know, and the attitude there is, oh, but on the other hand, it could be, hey, it didn't go up. So some of this is going to be being in charge of your attitude because, uh, and also remind yourself that there are more ways that you are going to be able to track your weight loss than the scale. Right, you might be losing inches someplace that you can't tell. That's why I always say, you know, measure your body as well, because that's another thing. You, you know, if the weight isn't going as fast as you want, but you're losing, you know, uh, you know, your butt's melting, and and you're in. From my case, my gut's melting. Whatever it is, so keep that in mind. Uh, and and I don't know. So, but yeah, five times a day is is that's 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 not going to help you. I don't think so. Number nine, rise, shine, and eat. We've talked about this before. Uh, You know, some question, is breakfast really that important? But what this study is based on is they went through, let me go back to that very first paragraph. This was a lot of people um, in this this, um, weight register, the National Weight Control Registry. There are more than 10,000 people in the registry, and they shed an average of 66 pounds and keep them off for more than five years. That's where these tips came from. So, yeah, eat breakfast. It's good for you. Number 10, don't rely on willpower. Avoid keeping tempting treats on display. Said in one study, women who had food in their kitchen counters weighed 20 pounds more than those who didn't. Yeah, I'm with you on that. That's why I... I I will alter my route to avoid Dairy Queen if I can alter my account to avoid Wendy's. I will do that. Those are some of my uh, Achilles heels. Number 11, track your steps, but watch your food. It says experts recommend that you get at least 10,000 steps a day along with formal exercise for good health. Notice something there. They didn't say your 10,000 steps was your exercise. That's 10,000 steps into in addition to Formal exercise. It says it's more doable than you think. Take a stroll before work, during your lunch, and after dinner. Yep. I've said it really doesn't take much. A couple 20-minute uh, walks here and there. It says research has found that fitness trackers overestimate the number of calories you burn by as much as 122%. We could throw a wrench in your weight loss uh, efforts. But, yeah, so keep that in mind. Number 12. Cut back on the TV time. Do you really need to keep up with the Kardashians? I don't think you do. Uh, what I do, since sixty-two percent of the people that lost weight um, cut back on that, said less than ten hours a week. If you're not sofa bound and snacking, you're likely to be doing something more active. And my thing is, if you're going to watch TV, tape it, tape it, and fast forward through the commercials. Why? Because we all say we don't have time to exercise. An easy way to get more time is to fast forward through the commercials because half the commercials are about food or drugs or lawyers, right? So number 13, double down on the produce. Aim to get a minimum of two cups of veggies at lunch and dinner. It's simple, but it works. It says going heavy on the produce will naturally crowd out more caloric foods. It's no coincidence that the successful losers uh, report Upping their fruit and veggie game. Number 14, reorganize your fridge. Uh, Research shows that three times more likely to grab the first thing you spot than the stuff that's more hidden. So put the veggies and stuff, the good stuff up front. 
That especially goes for males. Have you ever done that? Honey, where's the what you call it? It's in the fridge. No, it's not. Then the wife comes over and moves the ketchup out of the way to see it's right there. Speaking from personal experience on that one. 15, watch the booze. Yes, research has found that some moderate uh, alcohol consumption can help lower heart disease. But uh, when it comes to weight loss, it really doesn't do much for you. In fact, the average pour is often one and a half times bigger than it should be. That means one glass of wine could easily tally over 300 calories. Number 16, it says think fast, slow, repeat. What they're talking about here is good old high-intensity interval training. And since we use the word training, this is the part where I need to remind you, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a trainer. If you're going to do any kind of exercise, you need to... uh, talk to somebody who knows that kind of stuff, but alternating periods of intense exercise with more uh, moderate ones is a proven way to fast track weight loss. Whether you're running, swimming, or biking, um, high interval um, training burns more calories than keeping a steady pace. Number 17, stop sipping your calories. Uh, The problem with uh, liquid sugar calories, uh, of course, they get absorb more quickly than the sugar in solid foods, so they have an even more profound impact on your insulin levels. Plus, your body doesn't register the liquid calories the way it does actual food, so you don't feel as full. I think a a, uh, a story I'll read in next week's episode is about a person that lost 100 pounds, and she's a self-professed food addict, and the thing she did that really helped, you guessed it, no more soda. Number 18, we're almost done here. Make friends with free weights. When you're trying to trim down, your instinct may be to uh, trudge longer on the elliptical or the treadmill, but experts say strength training is vital for long-term weight maintenance. You'll be burning more calories after the workout, uh, not just during, and you'll be adding lean muscle that can help offset the natural metabolic slowdown that happens when you lose weight. Number 19, try a new exercise trick every six weeks. If you do the same workout all the time, your body's going to adjust and uh, and get more efficient at during that doing that activity. So try something new. So one of the reasons why I like the Seven app. That's kind of why I'm doing that, just to mix things up. Number twenty, do lunch like the Japanese. In Japan, they call down they call them obentos. Here we call them portion control. We're talking about bento boxes. Studies show people who lose weight maintain it. Eat approximately the same amount each day. A bento-type box is a great way to regulate portions. I've never heard of this. I've never heard of a bento box. A lot of people just grab a whole Tupperware uh, and take all the leftovers to work. The bento gets you in the habit of portioning out a proper amount. Oh, I I see. Yeah, I've seen these before. I think I've talked about these before. I just know it was a bento box. Last but not least, learn how to relax about food. Sure, you know, losing weight, keeping it off takes a lot of discipline uh the last 20 tips that we just read here you know that's all discipline but you don't need to live punitively in order to get a healthy size and stay there and exercise goes a long way in helping you loosen up without loosening your belt you can have more leeway with your diet if you exercise and that's key you can go out uh, to a nice restaurant or have a dessert once in a while and not worry about the weight so kind of you know, don't stress out too much about it. It says, uh, every day, the reason they keep at it, you know, you got to know your why. You have to align with your why you want to lose weight and make it part of you 
and what you want your life to be. Now, the other thing I wanted to talk about before we get out the door, I talked uh, last week. I've been uh, playing with Advocare. Go to LogicalLoss.com slash Advocare. This is uh, primarily, looks like a multi-level marketing business, but uh, they do have some cool stuff. I was talking last week about their Spark stuff, and I really like their high-protein shakes. But I said I found this, seems like everything that they that I'm eating right now has uh, matlodextin in it, I believe is how you pronounce that. And um, so I was like, man, I mean, it was in Spark, it was in their protein shakes. And so then I looked at the uh, chocolate whey protein that I got from Walmart, from uh, the, the brand is Equate, quite yummy as well. What did I find? You guessed it. Maltodextrin. Then I found an old box of Slimgenics, which is the stuff I used last year to get thin. You know what I found in that? You guessed it. Maltodextrin. So I asked Uncle Google, and here's what I found. On healthline.com, if you're trying to lose weight, you want to avoid maltodextrin. It's essentially a sweeter and a carbohydrate with no nutritional value, and it causes an increase in blood sugar. Uh, The levels of sugar in maltodextrin can lead to weight gain. Uh, according to, um, I think this is the same same source, maltodextrin is a food ingredient made from starch, basically corn. Uh, it's used as a flavor carrier and to improve thickness, texture, body, and taste of food products. It's a polymer and consists of multiple units of glucose linked together in a linear fashion. It's uh, commercially made starting with a simple starch and using the hydrolysis process. For those keeping track at home, how are what process are they using on that? It's the hydrolysis, which means they use water. It's also a main ingredient in the brand name sugar substitute, better known as Splenda. It's a uh, now it's kind of controversial as it's often made from corn, and most corn is then genetically modified. So then, some say that maltodextrin is genetic, genetically modified. Well, there are some non-GMO versions of maltodextrin available, but the controversy has started on the internet about this causing a spike in blood sugar. We read about that just a second ago from Healthline. It says, but maltodextrin is seldom used as a food. It's usually an ingredient in the food. And according to gocleanlabel.com, that whole blood sugar spiking thing isn't really much because you're not eating like a cup full of this stuff. And I'm like, okay. So then I went out to Livestrong.com. This is the, which is kind of funny. It's Lance Armstrong, who, of course, was famous for doping. Um, But on his website, it says the Center for Science in uh, the Public Interest has recognized maltodextrin is safe and fructose, uh, which we've all talked about, uh, high fructose corn syrup, as an additive to cut back on the diet. Um, Experts agree that sugar, no matter what the form, should compromise no more than 10% of your total caloric intake. So that's something I'm going to look at this week. How much of my calories came from sugar? And it said most Americans get double. So we're getting 20% of our intake from sugar. And I've talked about a movie in the past. This is, again, from Livestrong. For me, I guess, if somebody asked me, it just seems like every form of sugar isn't good for you. And this sounds like now I thought it made it sound like all these different articles said it made it sound like it was a carb 
instead of sugar. Like it might show up more as a carb. So I actually went into my fitness pal and uh, put in the fact that I drank a shake, even though I didn't. And then looked at the ingredients and no, it still shows up as a sugar. Um, So it just seems that wherever they pull out sugar, they're going to put in a substitute. So I just thought that was kind of wanky that the uh, Advocare product that I was looking at said sugar free. And then it's got, you know, a sugar substitute. So, which I guess they're not lying. So, so that's going to do it. Want to thank everybody, all my logical losers that have been going over to logicallosers.com. You can uh, get a little insight into what's going on with the show. You can uh, converse with each other. It's a private Facebook group. And uh, you can join for as little as a buck. It's just a way to keep the lights on here at the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. Also, thanks to everyone who's been going out, clicking on the Amazon banner, as well as those who have gone over to LogicalLoss.com slash Advocare to say, hey, I want to check this stuff out too. So it's apparently not as, I don't know if it's good, that's the whole thing, but it's not as worse. It's not worse than anything else that I've been eating. So that's, I guess, in a way, comforting. So thank you so much for tuning in. Remember, in the end, it's all about the food. Stay committed to yourself. Um, you know what? I'm, how are we doing on time? Because I realize we're already kind of going long. So, all right, let me throw in one little last. This is a quick story. I had a friend of mine going through a really hard time with his marriage. Feel bad. I said, man, I would do anything for you. Anything I can do. You need somebody to talk to. Whatever you need, I'm there for you, buddy. And uh, he's uh, a person that believes in what I refer to as the invisible sky buddy. I'm a big fan myself of the invisible sky buddy. People get freaked out if I say the G word or the J word. So I just refer to him as my invisible sky buddy. And he said, hey, I believe in fasting. And this isn't a diet thing. This is a spiritual thing. He said, would you join me in fasting on Friday? He goes, it doesn't have to be the whole day unless you want to do that. But could you, could you fast and pray for me? And I'm like, dude, I said I would do anything for you. So I did. I skipped breakfast and I skipped lunch. And I could not skip dinner. Uh, but I prayed for him. And the interesting thing is, I will at times knowingly put things in my body that are not good for me. So I'm hurting myself. But yet if my friend said, Hey, could you do me a favor and not eat that? I probably would. And that is something where you have to treat, maybe I have to treat myself like I'm my friend, be a friend to yourself. And by doing that, you are going to be a friend to your, your children your brothers, your sister, your parents, your friends, because you're going to be around longer. So maybe you need need to be the person that protects yourself from yourself. That's probably another idea for another episode, but I wanted to share that. You think, oh, there's no way I can go without that. Well, at least for me, I proved it can. So thanks so much for listening. We'll see you again real soon with another episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. If you're listening to this on a website, please consider subscribing to us for free on iTunes by going to LogicalLoss.com forward slash iTunes. You can contact me via email by sending an email to Dave at LogicalLoss.com or calling your comments toll free 
888-563-3228. You can sign up for our free newsletter and participate in our forums at our website, which is LogicalLoss.com. Our theme music is courtesy of SkinnySongs.com. Thanks again for listening. You know, they say knowledge is power. Knowledge is only power when it's acted upon. You can do this. Live right. Lose weight. Live long. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it. Thin. I want to try it. Thin. But I can't buy it. Guess I'll have